what we're getting yeah. at here is that people have been trying to discredit the Suns recently, saying, oh, no Anthony Davis, no Mike Conley. I think everyone on NBA Twitter is miserable and doesn't like basketball. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Burners and Basketball podcast. I am your host, Molly Morrison, at Molly Hannah M on Twitter, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Aronson. Wow, our names really do sound lovely. Like, we both have such lovely names. Yeah, we have good names. Yeah. The Alliteration Podcast, never forget. Adam Aronson, Molly Morrison. Anyways, um, except, like, when you get married, you get to keep it. And when I get married, I'm still keeping it. That's like what my husband So then it's exactly the same. Yeah, but society says that I shouldn't keep mine, but I'm going to because Very, I, love I, my I name. appreciate your you holding the, holding out for this. Yes. Okay, sorry. This is actually the ADD podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for joining us for another week of NBA Discourse. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter, Burners and B Ball. Email us any thoughts, comments, concerns. Burners and basketball at gmail.com. Hashtag burner take on Twitter with any hot takes you might have. I promise we haven't really been doing this segment with our burner takes lately because there's so much going on with the playoffs. But once that is over, we can really dive more into those. So continue to send them to us. We promise we're going to get back to them at some point. Um, yeah. Playoffs. This has been another eventful week of playoffs not quite as eventful as last week uh we just we're recording right now on a sunday night so we just watched game what game three of bucks hawks of bucks hawks um thoughts on that series adam uh it has been fun um the bucks are up 2-1 um but trey young is still seemingly destroying everybody uh, and you know, even when it hurts and he does it to the Sixers, uh, when he, to me is very fun to watch when he's just like on a roll and nobody can stop him. Uh, and it's cool seeing like the smallest guy on the floor be the one who's unstoppable because obviously that's not something that happens very often. Uh, so I've enjoyed watching it. Uh, I'm rooting for the Hawks to win the series. So a little bit bummed that they're down two one, but uh, I think Middleton cool was the Trey. unstoppable one tonight. Give Middleton yeah. some love. Why are we going to talk about Trey first? I'm kidding, Trey. <laughs> because the other night Trey had that unbelievable performance that I missed because my sister was visiting me and she made me take the night off from basketball. So I didn't see the crazy Trey Young game. What was that like? Uh, it was fun. Uh, he, I mean, he just like controls the entire game when he's at his best because I mean, obviously the scoring threat is there, but he's also such a good passer and he's so smart that he can really manipulate the defense. Um, so it's cool. But yeah, I mean, in game three, Middleton was unbelievable. I think he had, I think 20 points in the fourth quarter alone, which is pretty crazy. He had a stretch where he hit like four shots in a row, I think, and three of them were threes. Um, he was incredible. Um, and he had been struggling a lot in the playoffs. So, uh, I've always liked Middleton, uh, so it was nice Middle to see toe. him. Middletoe, as you tweeted and NBA Paint uh, accredited Amen. you with. Um, but yeah, Middleton's been awesome. It's been a good Middle series toe. so far. 
sorry, Chris Middletoe, as he I'm is so annoying, as he is commonly known. I was going to say that like every time you say Middleton. You yeah. know, speaking of Trey Young, as we're literally talking about Middleton, um, I find it interesting how much the playoffs can change and build on like fans' perception of players. I would say these playoffs have been positive for Trey Young, even though people are like, oh, he's the villain because you know, he kind of is in a sense. I feel like, I mean, I'm a prime example. I feel like a lot of people have gained maybe more respect for him throughout these playoffs. Would you? Yeah. I to- well, first of all, I totally have. I mean, just watching him up close for seven games, uh, it's hard mm-hmm. not to because Trigger he's just warning, so good. Sixers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but he's definitely like one of the bigger winners of the playoffs. Uh, I think DeAndre Ayton is probably there too. Um Reggie cool freaking that, Jackson. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Reggie Jackson. Absolutely. It's Go cool. Go Clippers. Seeing, it's cool. We'll get to that later. Uh, it's it's cool seeing young players and Reggie Jackson uh, asserting themselves on the bigger stage. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Aiden's just like unbelievable. We've talked yeah, about that I've, in I've, the last few weeks. Yeah. I He is like built like a mountain. It's like crazy how big he is. Um and it's cool that he's in the perfect, he's really in the perfect situation with Chris Paul, with Devin Booker, with all these guys where uh, he can just play his role so well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like how much even more is there to say? He's just so good. Like the best players are low key. The ones that you like don't have that much to say about. Yeah. It's just like- yeah. I mean, he, it's like, it's some, it looks simple. Uh, Cause it's a mm-hmm. lot of layups and dunks and block shots, which are like pretty standard, but uh, he's really been awesome uh, on both ends, really the whole I mean, playoffs. Defensively too, like I said a few weeks ago, his ability to play defense without fouling, like a lot of getting in foul yeah. trouble, like a lot of other big men do, is just like very impressive. Yeah, he's been... Smart uh, yeah. player. Yeah, and it's especially impressive because I remember when he was coming into the league, the knock on him was his defense. People thought he wasn't going to be able to defend NBA centers and guard the pick and roll and stuff like that, and he totally has been. Yeah. Uh, it's really impressive. Yes, I agree. So, uh, I mean, other than that, I guess, yeah, Trey Young's been unbelievable. He's kind of like, um, I don't know, people have different definitions of a superstar, but you can argue that he's, some of these performances in the playoffs are all of them are kind of his superstar arc. I'm maybe one of the NBA fans that's quicker to call guys superstars because I think when you know, you know, if that makes sense, like, it's yeah, not necessarily, you know what I mean? It's like someone like, um, hmm. Luca. Luca is a superstar, right? And he's only been in the league for a few years, but yeah. he's a superstar because you just know. Um, you can't even call like, like I will call John Morant and Zion like superstars, but you really can't. But like, I don't know. To me, it's like, those are a little less obvious maybe. But I just feel like when you know, you know, it's. Yeah, I mean, I think even if they're like not quite there yet, there are a lot of young guys where you can tell early on that like they have that it factor. Yes. Uh, Not to sound too much like a boomer, but uh, some guys, some guys just have it. Uh, And even if they're not superstars right away, uh, you can tell that that's kind of coming. And I mean, I would say Zion and maybe Ja are in that. in that, and I think Trey Young is clearly getting close. Yeah, but I think that like Trey Young and Luca are definitely a step higher. Like I think 
jump. It is jumping the gun a little. That's a fair argument to call Jaw and Zion superstars, um, especially maybe Jaw. <laughs> I, <don't> <laughs> I don't know. But, well, I don't know. But with like Luca and Trey, I mean, I don't think it's like too soon personally. I feel like Trey, we know Luca is, but Trey really is a superstar to me. And I wouldn't have said that before the playoffs because I'm, I was kind of a hater. I'll probably go back to being a hater when he pisses me off against the Grizzlies. But for now, I'm enjoying his little villain run, giving very much Dylan Brooks vibes. I love it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, and it's fun seeing the smallest guy on the floor being the villain. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Trey Young <laughs> has certainly played like a superstar. I think he's averaging like... 30 points and 10 assists per game in the playoffs or something crazy. Um, you know, is he a superstar right now? You know, maybe like that's its own debate, but he's certainly played like one throughout the course of the playoffs. And mm -hmm. I mean, to me, he's probably the person who I've, who has grown on me the most over the last couple of months. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. I'm kind of like, ugh, I was like trying to see any, semblance of Patrick Beverly that maybe could be like, you know what? But I don't know. I don't think I can get there. And that's okay. Yeah. Some players you're just never gonna never gonna vibe with. And same with Marcus Morris, but I I don't know. So speaking of those two, there's another slightly more interesting like dialogue and drama wise series going on right now. The Clippers are playing the Suns. Um the Suns just went up three one and so game two was the crazy one, correct? Yep, correct. Game two was freaking insane. Um, Paul George was doing so freaking well. He was, he was finally had Ben Simmons became the guy that Twitter like turned on and everyone's like, you know what? Maybe Pfizer P instead of <laughs> pandemic P, which I loved. Um, but he missed those two free throws and Aiton made that shot with a wonderful assist from Grizzlies legend, Jay Crowder. That's right. Yeah. So that was an absurd game. Um, anyways, so you go home for game three. Um, I am lucky enough to go to that game, which was really cool because you know, any, any like experience getting to go to a freaking conference finals playoff game is unreal. I didn't, I was thinking, I was like, okay, should I like go all in and wear a specific team color? And I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to go in completely unbiased. Here's the thing. I like Kawhi and Paul George and I like Reggie Jackson, whatever. I, I go into this game and I find myself rooting for the Clippers a little bit because like when you're at, an, you're in an arena, you want, my sister had on the shirt that you put on the seat. She was super into it. And I was like, okay, you know what? Like I'll cheer with these people. The crowd. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is where I get in trouble. I observed that the crowd was very much not a loud. No, you know what? Loud's not even the right word. I didn't feel like I was at a conference finals game. Um, I've been to other playoff games that were not conference finals games where I felt as if the crowd was a lot more invested. For example, like, you know how 
Like I didn't have to, um, I didn't have to stand up once because like everyone else was standing up for more than five seconds. You know what I mean? You, wouldn't yeah. you expect like after every big play, everyone stands up? Yeah. It just I mean, wasn't the case. That's what it's like. That's what it's like in Philly, like during the regular season. So yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. I walk out of the arena at this exit. Okay. Literally me and my sister are like, like, let's go. Like, cause the Clippers yeah. won and everyone just silent, just walking. And I'm like, you know, you'll be like, woo. And like, no one was cheering. That was my experience. And I tweet like, exactly what I just said to you. And Clifford's Twitter gets a hold of her. And mm, Molly getting in trouble yet again. <laughs> this podcast every week I come back somehow not canceled. I've somehow made it another week and tell you guys my journey. No, but for real, if some girl comes into my arena and is like talking shit about the fan base, like hell yeah. Like, um, I'm going to defend it. You know what I mean? However, don't call me a liar. Like, sorry that I said that your fan base, my experience with it was lame. I'm glad that your section was super live. I'm glad that everyone was on their feet. I'm glad that when you walked out of the arena and whatever exit, everyone was chanting. That's lovely. I went to a restaurant after the game and you know, we're all just, everyone's wearing Clipper shirts, but there's no excitement or buzz in the air. It was simply weird. And that's what I'll say. And I stand by it. And yeah. Very good. I'm glad we settled the Molly versus Clippers Twitter situation. I'm actually, the funniest part of this is that I'm wearing a Clipper shirt as I tell this tale. Um, I'm wearing a Kawhi Leonard Clipper shirt. I got it at a thrift store. I think it's such a cool shirt and it's very comfortable. See, would I bought that shirt if I, and like these people were making threads about me. Like imagine going to an NBA game and like sitting in your chair so freaking pissed that the Clippers are winning and they're and I'm like it wasn't like that at all I was literally cheering for the clip I was like yes I was on my feet like I just didn't think the crowd was great um that's my piece Very also good. I'm also allowed to like people are allowed to not like me too so just saying that now it's okay <laughs> <laughs> my own podcast co-host doesn't like me uh, yeah, at times. Yeah, at times. So that series is uh, like both series is I feel like we kind of know who's going to win. Am I wrong? No, I think I think we all kind of agree at this point that it's going to be the Suns and the Bucks. Yes. The it's Suns the first and the time Bucks. In the play it's the first time in the playoffs that it's felt like pretty obvious who's going to win. Uh, yeah. And it's cool that we got as far as we did without really having any clue. Um, but yeah, it seems like Suns Bucks is what we're headed for. So Adam, what is your opinion on the, if blank was healthy, we would have beat this team. What do you uh, think about that? It's the worst, it's the worst right? Worst. It's the worst. The team can only play who's on the schedule. They <laughs> do not get to decide who's healthy and who's injured. Yeah. They play whatever the best possible version of a team is on a given night. The whole thing is stupid. The Suns, like, I don't care. I don't care who's been out 
against the Suns. Like this, this Suns run has been ridiculous. They're an amazing team. They deserve to win the West. They're probably going to. Uh, it's the worst. I hate, I hate the people who try to like denigrate very good teams like that. Like when the Warriors were back when the Warriors won the title and it was like, oh, well, no Mike Conley. Oh, no Chris Paul. Oh, none of this over hey. and over. Uh, <laughs> Wait, me being that- like so true when I was the one that was like, no Grizzlies <laughs> yeah. would have. No, but here's the thing. Like, um, injuries are a part of any yep. season any playoff run. And that is a part of, that's a a very real, but also just is what it is factor of who makes it to the finals, but it's not like easy. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? And it's so dumb. Cause it's like, I hate when it's used to discredit certain teams. Like the one time I really, really was like the Grizzlies would have won this if, this hadn't happened was when Zach Randolph, I don't know what year it was, was suspended for game seven against OKC. That is a little different because it's a suspension. Do you know what I mean? But injuries, like we can't play that game because it's not like, don't discredit good teams because of injuries. Also like in the hypothetical situation you're creating, your team wins, but like it could have not happened. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Just for context for, any listeners who might not be on Twitter, what we're getting at here is that people have been trying to discredit the Suns recently saying, Oh, no, Anthony Davis, no, Mike Conley, uh, you know, no, no Kawhi. Um, and it's just really tiresome and like, and boring and like, it's just like such an easy way out when the Suns are like right here and deserve so much credit. Uh, and then people just like, decide like, Oh, I'm going to try to, you know, denigrate this. Um, so yeah, yeah it, I think everyone on NBA Twitter is miserable and doesn't like basketball. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to win a championship, I don't care how good you are. If you win a championship, you will have gotten extremely lucky at many points. And part of being lucky is staying healthy and running into teams who might not be as healthy. You I mean, know, there's like so that, much just like jealousy just ha- and lameness. Like, just- yeah, it's just like, that's just how things work in sports. This is like, this isn't even a basketball thing. This is just a sports thing. Yeah. It's very, like, it's all very silly and frustrating, especially when it's a feel good story. Like this Suns team where like, how could anybody feel the need to like, try to bring down what the Suns are doing? Like everybody loves watching them play. They're super fun. They have tons of good players. They have the best player of all time. Everybody loves to watch them play. Mm-hmm. They have they have the best player in the history of the sport yes. starting a point guard. Yeah, uh, you mean Cameron Payne? He doesn't start. Mm. He's not the <laughs> not quite the best CP on the roster. Um, but yeah, it's depends on the and day. everyone who's doing that. Like you know, whether it's the Suns this year or really like any team any year. Like you know, the Sixers just lost a series in part because Joel Embiid had to play through a torn meniscus. Like that's not like, and the Hawks. That's part of how they got lucky. So is you're that they saying ran the into, Sixers would have won the series if Joel? <laughs> Here we go. Like you know, you can you can point for every team. Like you know, the the Hawks played a Sixers team with Embiid playing on a torn meniscus and Danny Green out. You know, like they played. Uh, like you can you can go through like every team that's still left and point out you know situations where uh, they got lucky. And that are, you know, part of the reason. I mean, look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee is here now 
large in part because first of all, Kevin Durant wears a giant shoe. Uh, and also because <laughs> middle toe. Yep. Uh, cause Kyrie Irving and James. Wait, Harden did you just say Milwaukee? Hurt. Yeah. Mil- I mean, Milwaukee, uh, they ran into Brooklyn and it looked oh, like they were going to lose. Sorry. I got on- distracted by middle toe and I was like, you're not describing Milwaukee. Yeah. The next yeah, Milwaukee. Um, I get it. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, that whole conversation always frustrates me. Uh, you know, part of, part of winning a championship is staying relatively healthy, uh, at least more so than other teams. Uh, anyone who like tries to tear down or discredit, uh, any team, let alone one as good as the sun team, it's just lame. It's lame. Anyways, let's talk about what really matters this week in the NBA, which is Alex Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> getting arrested. Actually, there's nothing to say about that, but it just had to be mentioned because it's freaking hilarious. Um, I'm just like picturing Alex Caruso talking to the cop and being like, do you know who I am? Like, I'm literally in the NBA. And they're like, sure you are. They're like, just because you're freaking yeah, right. tall. Like, yeah, yeah you're in the yeah. NBA. Um, yeah. I just, I just like Alex wish Caruso we had... Is maybe the, he's maybe the least NBA player looking player in the NBA. Low key, like... Luca. I don't know. Luca, at least Luca is like six eight. He's Cause that like tall. Luca Luca's still like a big dude. He just like has like a baby face. Okay, true. I guess Alex yeah, Caruso if we're talking about like, like doesn't height. Alex Caruso like for a lot of reasons, it just like kind of looks like your average guy. Uh, and he's like what, six two? Wait, who which else? is like like Duncan Robinson. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing with Duncan Robinson is that uh, he does have, like, long-ass arms and is pretty tall. Um, but, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, I don't know how Just, like, facial-wise. Yeah, Anyways. Alex, Caruso, Alex Caruso getting arrested uh, for possession of marijuana is kind of funny. Um, yeah, it is funny. Nothing bad is going to happen to him. He'll be fine. I, I feel okay uh, uh, that we fine. are joking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's fine. Um, but for real, like free everyone arrested on marijuana charges. Cause Correct. Anyways, yep. that's that's what different discussion for another day. But <laughs> it's really it's never going to be discussed on the, this podcast. But I'm sure there are several podcasts where that is discussed. Yeah. Um, yep. So a big, big, big topic this week in the NBA has been a lot of coaches getting hired. A lot of interviews happening. Um, the Mavericks hired Jason Kidd and today during the fourth quarter of the Bucks game, um, Woj tweets that the Trailblazers have hired Chauncey Billups. Um, this is a bigger conversation than we are going to get into today. I think we're going to have another episode where we talk more about this, but I just want to say like, this is a humorous podcast, but on a specific note, on a serious note, when women talk about these situations and your first instinct is to undermine them, try to find a hole in what they're saying, try to say, Oh, well, what about this athlete? Everyone idolizes him. What about that? Like, just shut up <laughs> because sexual assault and violence against women is something 
that you sitting on the internet thinking it's not a big deal just can't comprehend. Like there are women who will, who watch their team um, and they will see the coach who they know has abused or assaulted a woman and they, like the one in three women that are abused, assaulted, sexually assaulted, um, it's triggering and it's very triggering and it's sad and it's frustrating because we have very qualified coaches like Becky Hammond who are losing jobs to violent men. Um, and I'm not going to want to get into the whole, oh, well, there was no conviction here, blank, blank, blank. Because if you're saying that, then obviously you just don't want to listen. Um, that's your opinion. But that's my piece on that. Um, let's talk about Damian Lillard throughout the whole situation because some weird things happen with Damian Lillard. Adam, what do you want to recap that a little bit? Sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, reported by Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports uh, that Damian Lillard uh, seemingly is not happy right now in Portland. Uh, apparently, they did not ask him for much input with their coaching search, which is odd considering how good he is. And usually, star players get. And wasn't know, it reported that they like did ask him for input? Yeah, it it seems to be unclear whether or not Lillard wanted Chauncey Billups. If he knew about the Chauncey, if about the sexual assault allegation against Chauncey Billups from I believe 1999, um, it's all a very confusing situation. Uh, the bottom line is it seems like there's a chance that Damian Lillard asks out of Portland, uh, though it's something he seemingly has like always sworn up and down he would never do. Mm -hmm. uh, we might be getting close to that point. Um, and, and if he does, I mean, it'll be this, this summer will be even crazier than the playoffs, even if we get guys like Lillard getting traded. Um I mean, for someone as good as him he, and to have four years left on his contract, like who, whatever they, if the Blazers do end up having to trade Lillard, they're going to get so much for him. Um, it's going to, you know, similar to the Anthony Davis trade a few years ago, the Paul George trade uh, when he went to the Clippers. Uh, it's, it's a really weird spot because Lillard has talked so much about how he wants to be loyal play for one team. He's not joining up on these super teams. He like yeah. loves to talk everybody's ears off yeah. about it. And now he may be trying to get out of Portland, which like, Hey, good for him. Uh, it doesn't quite align with, you know, what he's always said he's about, but you know, if I were him, I would probably want out, you know, like the, those Portland teams have been good, but they clearly have a ceiling and it's not, uh, you know, where they need to be. Um, yeah. So okay. yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how many teams get in on the situation if Willard actually requests a trade um, and, you know, seeing how fast that situation develops. Yeah, so here's the thing. I just talked about, you know, um, the fact that this coach obviously was, um, oh, what's the word, whatever, has committed that act, um, rape, and people, Damian Lillard, responded to one person who said like, how could you let this happen? I, and he said, I didn't know about this, whatever. It's not Damien Lillard's fault. Like no one, no one should have yeah. blamed Damien Lillard. It's the people who are literally making these decisions in the front office. It's their fault. Like 
it's it's like Damian Lillard should not have been blamed. But what's very odd about the situation, I mean, that was just messed up. Like no one should have been saying that ever. What's yep. what's weird about it is that this report that came out that was like Lillard feels very upset that fans were um, accusing him and mad at him for this decision and blaming him, which is odd because like, is that really why you're suddenly not as interested in Portland or is that just an excuse? You know what I mean? Like, yep. It's, it's kind of a weird, like someone like Damian Lillard who literally has like managed to have one of like the purest um, relationships with NBA fans. You know, he's really never been in any real center of controversy now this is going on and it, it's just strange. Um, obviously it would not feel good to have people blaming you for something that serious. And when you weren't the person that made that decision, however, it's just strange. Like, is that really how many Blazers fans were actually blaming him? You know, like I, yeah, I saw a lot of Blazers fans upset that this was happening, but not many. It seems like there were some like picked out that, were creating that narrative. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, the, I'm sure there were a lot of fans who were like frustrated with Lillard, but I think even then you can't hold him responsible, uh, especially, you know, with the whole problematic part of this with Chauncey Billups that you spoke very eloquently about, um, you know, the, the, to point the finger at Damian Lillard for that would discount how many people in professional sports enable abusers of women to repeatedly get jobs, to stay safe in their jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's like horrible that this is the world that we're in right now. And you did a really good job of, I think of talking about, you know, the people who try to excuse abuse, uh, which should obviously never be tolerated. Mm -hmm. Um I just think to point the finger at Dame here would be ignoring uh, a culture that is in, clearly in the NBA and coaching circles and, you know, across sports and the world, really, Yeah, uh, that protects abusers more than yeah. it protects women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any deflecting of those ideas is literally, like, I've just seen so much freaking gaslighting. Like, I've seen a woman say, I... After I said, hi, everyone, this is my story. I was sexually assaulted. This is how I feel about this. I've seen women feel like they did something wrong by sharing their story. And it's just so upsetting. Um, something I find fascinating is that they still hire him. So, like, they didn't have to still hire him. You know, they had a... Yeah. After all of this, like... They could have gotten out from under it. They could have said, you know what? We didn't, we didn't vet this enough. This is our mistake. We apologize, but we're going to go in a different direction with the coach. And instead what they did was like trot out Becky Hammond as like a fake candidate. Yeah, pretending like, that they were going to oh, hire a woman God. so that they could then after the fact be like, Oh, well, look, I mean, we interviewed Becky Hammond, uh, which is obviously really frustrating, uh, you know, to anyone who, uh, you know, cares about equality in any manner. This is just like bullshit. Like, 
Oh yep. my God. And leaking that so intentionally during the game. Like I didn't even really, I didn't even tweet about it because it happened during action during the game. Like they, they did a good job. They showed. And, um, I think Jackson Frank tweeted. I feel like I always reference Jackson Frank. He was like, I always reference Jackson Frank. <laughs> Shout out Jackson Frank. Um, and his new Sixers podcast, the house. Yes. That on Hinkie blue built. wire. The, ho- yeah, yes, the wire house podcast. that Hinky built. Yeah, there go, go subscribe to that on all podcasts. I'm on the first episode of it talking about okay, this the is end too of the Sixers season. <laughs> yeah, but why are uh, you promoting yeah. Jackson Frank's podcast more than you've ever promoted ours? I feel like that's that's a stretch. <laughs> but uh yeah, Anyways, Jack- tweeted, Jackson Frank is the best. Okay. So Jackson Frank, he's really gonna appreciate this. He tweeted that God, now it's so I'm really building this up and it's really nothing. The fact that it was announced was clearly intentional um, when it was announced, which just shows they knew they were doing something wrong and didn't care, exactly. which is perfect. Yep. Spot on. Um, That's what I was just going to say. If you if you have to try to like hide and sneak through your way into making an announcement, there's yeah. probably a reason that you shouldn't be doing it. Yep. Um, some other weird, again, we'll probably mention that a little more later. Um, it's just been kind of... Um, an upsetting week, I know, for a lot of people, and I know a lot of people maybe don't want to don't want to talk about that right now because it's it's like hard. But just had to mention it um, to some point. Uh, speaking of head coaching, Penny Hardaway interviewed was interviewed by the Orlando Magic. Um, I don't know how much truth there is to him actually being like a serious candidate. Um, I've Obviously, I have like my Memphis connections. Um. <laughs> yeah, you gotta so, you gotta get the scoop on this. No, I like. Um, I, I mean, I don't have any like official scoop. Like, if I did, like, but I have a feeling based on you know people I know and whatever that that's not going to happen. But that's a feeling. That's not me giving you a source. Um, breaking breaking news from the Burners and Basketball <laughs> podcast. No, because literally Lock it, it in. No, Lock it in. Uh, I have so many thoughts about Penny Hardaway in that, but I don't even want to say them. Wow. That was, I don't know. Um, I just like know too much. As someone who lives in Memphis, I feel like I just like nothing bad about Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway is a great person. There's nothing bad about him. I just feel like I have like a different perspective maybe. Um, from him as a coach. And it's just interesting to me, like why would somebody who has not been able to really succeed thus far as a college coach beyond recruiting be considered as an NBA coach? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it will, it would be cool. The idea of him going back to Orlando, yeah, which is Yeah, it would be amazing. I love like the, um, the storyline. I mean, Penny's a freaking legend. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I won't, I won't pretend I'm a college basketball expert, but from everything I've seen and read, it sounds like he's a really good recruiter, but not the best in-game coach, which, you know, in the NBA, that's the more important part because you're not really recruiting so much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't even want to like shit on him as a coach. Cause, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't like, I, I say all that, like having only watched a few Memphis games ever, uh, yeah. Like I, I'm not going to pretend that I know, um, but that's what smart people at least think. So yeah, I, I think there's definitely some weirdness um, in Memphis. Yep. That 
there's some weirdness there um, that is a conversation for another day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, let's see. And by the way, nothing I said just then, like, means shit. Like, this is me, like, being a basketball fan, not me giving you... If I had, like, real stuff, I would not be this, like, sketchy. I just wouldn't shut up. But, I don't know. I'm yep. The only thing is I'm just being careful with saying my opinions because, like, I don't want to talk about Memphis um, people because I have a lot of connections and friends in Memphis and I don't want to be messy in my own city. There you go. The draft Chill. lottery happened. Um, speaking of college players, Pistons got the number one pick. Love that yep. for them. Yep. Kate Cunningham going to Detroit. Uh, very cool for the Pistons. They certainly, with the amount of misery that's gone on there for the last few years, uh, they deserve some good stuff to happen to them. Uh, I just hope that they can do a good job of, of surrounding Cade because I really think he can be a special player. I mean, man, the Pistons have such a great lineup. I really like the Pistons. Like, I mean, Sadiq Bey, who was just a rookie, like players like that. I'm literally looking up their roster because I'm yeah, like, so I excited mean, about like so many other players. Yeah, Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart both had really good rookie years. I still like Killian Hayes a lot. He struggled a bit, but I'm still I mean, a like, fan. Obviously, Sixers, like, Jeremy, Sixers legend Jeremy Grant was yeah. awesome. Um yeah, I, yeah, I, I just, just love hope that, this uh, roster so much. I, I really just hope do. they do, you know, the same way that, you know, you could say the Hawks have done such a good job of building their team around their, you know, their shining star and Trey Young. Um, hopefully the, the Pistons can figure out how to do the same with Cade because, uh, you know, from everything you read and from watching him, it seems like, uh, you know, if he gets used correctly and has the right pieces around him, he can be a really special player. Okay, so this is a segment that I'm making up like right now as we speak. Favorite pure Twitter moment of the week. Or I don't know if you call it pure, but okay, the segment can work. The name needs work. But my favorite thing on Twitter this week was the picture that... Hmm, who posted it? Who po Lindsay Gottlieb. I'm bad at pronouncing last names. Yep, Got Lindsay Gottlieb. Gottlieb posted a picture of Woj... Tweeting out a bomb. Um, I thought it was at the Santa Monica Pier, but apparently it was somewhere else in California. It looked just like the Santa Monica Pier. Like, I kind of still think it was. Um, with the sunset looming in the background. And, you know, I feel like we've all had our theories about what Woj looks like when he's typing out the bomb. I feel like it, it involves being in, like, a room with a bunch of computers or definitely, like, an office setting. But here he was out in the wild... The sunset looming above, absolute sociopath, <laughs> just <laughs> typing this bomb in the beauty. I'm kidding. I'm glad that Woj is like out there living his best life. It's what he deserves. I'm glad he can. I always wondered if he was able to do normal things because he's constantly having to tweet. But somehow, even though he is out in the wild enjoying the beach he is still beating his rival to the punch he, yeah i i think part of this is just you sucking up to woge to make sure he doesn't block you again it's <laughs> exactly what it is i love woge though i do even though he blocked me i feel like we, and if someone blocked me and i still like them that just shows 
But it's yeah. real. Woj is the I would I like never tweet anything directly at Woj now because I am absolutely terrified of like you. accidentally saying something that he just happens to not like and he blocks me. It oh would be God. like the most horrific. Like I would start a new Twitter if Woj blocked me. You Okay, but the thing is, I had another Twitter account because I have made a Memphis. Hashtag oh, I guess burner. that's true. I would just use the burners at basketball account for Woj <laughs> notifications. What if Woj blocked burners in basketball? That's my new oh, mission. Boy. I'm going to get him to block you and burners in basketball. So you have no choice. Oh, man. Mm. It's going to be burner account season. Burners in basketball. <laughs> Burners and basketball. All right, y'all. It's getting late. I think we touched on pretty much everything. I'm going to do it again, even though I do it every week. I'm going to threaten another episode this week because we might have another episode this week. Um, but for now, this is it. Happy Monday. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you um, for all of the support we've gotten recently. I know there's been a lot of new listeners and people that have stayed with us from the beginning and we truly appreciate every single one of you because yeah, it's just really cool that we can talk about basketball with you guys in a more casual way. Just like we're, I hope you guys feel like we're all sitting and having a conversation in the living room. I don't know whose living room, but <laughs> in someone's living room because that's what it feels like here. And yeah, it's just really cool that people are, Tweeting, hashtag burner take. We see y'all. We appreciate y'all. People are messaging us, emailing. It's really cool. Uh, Adam, any words on that? Uh, Yeah, sure. It sounds like uh, numbers-wise, we're doing pretty well right now. And uh, (laughs) we're very, you know, no big deal to us, though. Uh, Numbers-wise, we're doing pretty well. Yeah, but but in all seriousness, we do very much appreciate uh, anybody who's listening, tweeting out their burner takes, replying to us on Twitter, any of it. Uh, we, we really do appreciate it. And we've been, you know, just over three months of doing this now. Uh, and it's gone, you know, about as well as I think Molly and I could have hoped. Yeah. Um, and we have some exciting things that are in the works. Like for Yes, real, we real. do. Very exciting. <laughs> Wink, eyeball emoji. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us this week. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. It's late. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Burners and B-Ball. Email us burnersandbasketball at gmail.com and hashtag Burner Take with any hot takes you might have. Uh, follow, subscribe, rate, review, send us your messages, feedback. I I don't answer my Instagram DMs um, just for my own personal reasons, but I read them. um, And I see that some of you guys have sent me messages with feedback, and I really do appreciate those. I read my Instagram DMs. I just kind of can't let people in because, you know, there's some bad experiences you'll have with that as a woman. But seriously, I love the messages, especially the ones that even have like constructive feedback. It's really cool that y'all are listening and we want to make this show as good as it can be. Anyways, I'll shut up. Adam, final words. Go sons. Go sons. All right.